Hi, Jess. Hi. Sorry for the crazy hair, but I'm I'm in the wild, so. Oh, look at me. I've been in quarantine for all like locked in for almost a month now. So, yeah, crazy, crazy everything. Like <laughs> at this point. I, I actually I, I was wondering how to start this, and I I um I had this crazy like 24 four hours where I I was able to bring my son to my parents' house, and within 24 hours he he played snow with a with a uh, bag of flour, and then he demolished the kitchen, and then he spilled something else on the terrace. So it's like uh, I am on the brink of sanity. So I just wanted to. <laughs> to ask you how are you holding up with with the kid and your husband and everybody in the house it's okay actually uh, so my son is two and a half his name is ace uh he's sleeping at the moment which is great he's still like two hours sleep in the middle of the day and we're having like the most amazing weather it's like 24 degrees here in this awesome. bright don't know we're just really lucky in the uk uh, so i'm in london um and the weather is insane and we have a garden so all i'm doing right now is just like bringing him water and bubbles and all he does all day is play with bubbles and water. He gets, he picks up snails and little worms and he plays with them for hours. So right now all he's doing, he's in the garden. So it's actually working out quite well. I think if it was rainy, we would be in trouble. Okay, so I wish you good weather for the next, I mean, I don't know when it's expected to end. I guess now it, we, we are kind of pushing June. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for the end of this quarantine. Well, uh, how are you? I mean, if the weather stays, I'm good. <laughs> how are you holding up? Um, I just want to do a brief intro for you, and also uh, for for our followers, just to tell you guys uh, who Tess is. And I actually want to tell her. I want to let her tell you more about it. But how we got to know each other, each other is that we were looking for like like-minded people in the UK who share our vision for for more sustainable approach towards fashion. Uh, and this is how we got to know Tess. Um, me and her met uh, at the Drapers Conference about a month ago. And uh, we, we, we just hit it off immediately. It was, at least for me, I mean, it was such a nice bond. Um, and I think we're on the same page on, on so many things on, on how to declutter our lives and our wardrobes and how to live a more fulfilling and, and happy and meaningful life. But I, I would really love you to, to share a little bit more about your backstory, your background, where you come from, and how did you come to, to that idea to, to go for a minimal, minimal or a capsule uh, wardrobe? Yeah, so first of all, obviously, when we met, I have to say that there's not very often I find that you meet people and you have the same values. And it just kind of like someone that gets what you're talking about, especially if you are like a little bit of a nerd into a subject. It, one of the best things in the world is finding someone who's also a nerd about the subject. Yeah. So like just straight away when we met, all we wanted to do was to talk about sustainable fashion and everything around it so it was it was really brilliant and that's why I'm like so excited to kind of join you on this uh, but yeah so basically I've been an influencer uh, I started blogging in 2006 so I was one of the first ones and I'm Swedish I started in Scandinavia um, but I, I live in London and obviously with kind of being an influencer especially at those times um, it was a lot of fashion. It was a lot of like, I've always felt like the pressure of, because we, we didn't update like 
once a day. We updated like five times a day on our blogs by then. It was almost more like it was before Instagram. And oh, I had that pressure of constantly like wearing new things. And I was like, oh my God, I need the latest of this. I need the latest of that. Oh my God, they've already seen this outfit. And it's just like, imagine wearing five different things a day. Like I felt like Madonna, like on a concert. <laughs> like I, I was just like, and you can only imagine so what I did is I went out and I like, I bought like a million things. Like I was always shopping. If I wasn't working, I was shopping, like shopping, shopping, shopping. Always on the high street, always like cheap stuff because then I knew I could get more, so I could get like more outfits. And my wardrobe, you can only imagine, like it was overflowing. And the same thing with my, my basement, under the bed, like anywhere I could stuff clothes. I stuffed it like I would wear them once and never again like and and it was in the beginning it was more necessity and then after a while I beca it became like a way of life like I, I saw it as like hunting I used to say like oh I'm a collector of clothes like oh I'm a, like I almost took on like the word shopaholic as something that I was like almost proud of I was spending all my money and all my time on clothes like clothes 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 clothes, clothes cheap fast fashion I was almost like an addict I was like I was like looking for the latest like fix like I was so addicted to just like amassing all these clothes and I never like wore them again I wore them like once and I never did anything with them it wasn't like I gave them away or anything I just like collected them into like I was like Gollum with a ring but with all my clothes and then I actually so I ended up I, I got pregnant with my son and I ended up you know going through pregnancy and then about like six months after it like came to the point where I was like okay you know, I want to start wearing my clothes again. And I opened my wardrobe and I just went, you know what? There is not one thing in here I actually want to wear. Like I haven't been, I hadn't been missing my clothes and then it, like very much. And I didn't feel like I, I, um, like, you know, like when I opened my wardrobe and I just didn't see anything in there I wanted to wear, I didn't feel like I had anything to wear. And I was like, how can I have so much clothes and still have nothing to wear? And that's when I kind of hit home that I had, for such a long time, only focused on buying like the latest, latest, latest. I hadn't actually developed like my own style. I hadn't developed, uh, I hadn't bought things that were like quality of quantity. I hadn't bought anything timeless. I hadn't bought anything that was more of an investment and I hadn't bought like anything that I actually really wanted. So every time I saw something that I liked, instead of buying that thing, I went and bought like five things that looked like it that I didn't yeah. like as much and that was the turning point for me that's when I realized you know what this has to change I almost felt sick I felt sick to my stomach and I was like I have to change this I have to get rid of all these clothes and but it's I not an easy change I mean how, how do you make the first because I, I'm sure that many people are thinking about it and I, you know you and I shared this this I think common story because I've been buying a lot of things myself in, it feels like in a previous lifetime so it's, i'm just curious about of the thought process that you went through and how, how were you able to make the foot i'm sorry the first step or, or like how how are you able to build a habit that didn't exist before of like just um kind of training yourself into a better lifestyle or just a different lifestyle well so the first thing i had to do was like I literally felt like my wardrobe was weighing on my shoulders. It felt heavy in my life. And it was around the time when, you know, the Marie Kondo book came out, the Marie Kondo, like the, the, the kind of, yeah. So I decided, you know what, something is going on here. Like I, I need to do something. I didn't really know what at that point. So I was like, I'm going to read that book. Well, actually I ended up only reading the <laughs> about the clothes. And I read it one evening. I ordered an Amazon, got it the next day, read it that evening. And then the next day I decided I'm going to clear out my wardrobe and I'm going to do it for real. And I was just like, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to be funny about it. Like, I'm not going to hold on to anything. So the next day, I got my husband to help me bring out 
everything in my wardrobe. Good husband. Drawers. Yeah, good husband. Well, down in the basement, you know, I had bags and bags with just kind of like vacuum packed bags. I had bags and bags and bags. And we filled my, my bed. We had to fill it a couple of times over because it was so much clothes that it couldn't actually fit on the bed. And I just said, I said to my husband, I was like, this is going to go quick. And he, he just laughed. He's like, no way. I was like, no, it's going to go quick. And what I just did, I picked up something and I just went, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Anything that went yes went on the right hand side, or anything that went no on the, uh, on the left hand side. And I went through things like, <laughs> like this. It was so easy. Once I started going, once I realized that, like, if I pick something up and I don't like love it and it's not something I want to wear right now, like, or, or not even right now, but it's something I don't see myself wearing in the future, it goes. Like I was so yeah. hard on it. And and I just realized, and I just went through everything in like record speed. My husband was like looking at the side of the bed going, you're not going to get rid of all of that, are you? And I was like, I am. And then once I was done, 75% of the clothes I owned, and that was all clothes we went through, washing baskets, everything, were on the giveaway pile or on the what, how, what did you do to give it to give it away how did you give it away yes yeah, so i did what i did then was i took that and i divided it into three uh big piles one was uh selling so mm. anything that was beautiful because obviously it wasn't i had some designer sure. as well but it wasn't things that i wanted to wear so it wasn't like i just kept the designer stuff i kept some high street stuff i really liked too it was more about how i felt about the particular item and i thought okay they could, there's a little bit of money to be made here, so I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna sell these. So I did one pile of selling, and I did a second pile uh, for things to give away to like friends and family. So if someone ever said, "Oh, I really love that dress," you know, on you, I'll give it to that person. So I have four younger sisters, so like I was just like, "You can have loads." Uh, and then the last and biggest pile, I think it was 17 bin bags, went to charity. Okay. Went to yeah. And I, I literally had to tell my husband, I was like, "You take these bin bags." right now he's so nice i'm so lucky with my husband. i was like put them in the car and drive them away because i'm gonna start going through them otherwise like i will start freaking i knew my yeah you would want to have them back and rethink every every decision that you ever took i i, I just want to because we we launched i don't know if if we mentioned to you but we just launched a launched a partnership with thrift plus which is a uk-based company and so you can donate all your uh clothes that you no longer feel like wearing um you can donate uh, donate them to trip plus they sell it and then you they donate it to a charity of your choice but you can also decide to earn money on the uh from the sale so you can decide to earn 33 um of everything they make yeah i think that's a, such a brilliant idea because i think a lot of the problem sometimes is just actually getting away getting to the shop and dropping things off like i think a lot of times people just go oh i can't be bothered and they just throw it in, in, in do you in did you take pictures or like did you post them on i don't know some like peer-to-peer -peer classified or on facebook how, how did you do it I, so I gave uh, anything that was uh, secondhand uh, that I wanted to sell, I took to, um, I, I either put on Vestia Collective, uh, which is a great website for designer goods, where I oh, awesome. my own things. Uh, and there's also a, a, a lovely secondhand shop here in Wandsworth called Shona Mac. They're also online. Uh, and I've given, I gave them quite a lot of stuff to sell for me as well. But when it came to kind of like the, the actual second, no, um, the actual charity stuff, I just kind of picked my favorite charities and, and we divided up between two of them. Uh, and I just, they literally got, I think one got 10 bags and one got seven bags of clothes.
and it was so it was like anything high street anything i thought didn't wasn't like high-end designer uh, went straight to the charity shops for me but it would have been great to have that kind of service because i find a lot of times you have things that are beautiful also from the high street or uh things that might not sell on a designer website or a designer website or a shop won't take that's a really great option because i find that there's a mid mid um tier kind of clothing that um, what people don't want to give away to charity because they just feel like it's worth money and then they don't hang on to it and they use it. Yeah. So, anything yeah, that there, there's them- middle There's this middle layer of like, um, you know, clothes that are, that are worth something, probably brand new because you, you bought them and you never put them on. Um, and they don't feel like charity, but they also don't feel like a vintage kind of a feel. So you, you can't really do do. The, the vintage channel for them. Um, yeah, so I think we are very excited about uh, our integration. I, I don't know if you watched our first live, but we yes. mentioned you in it because you are our capsule wardrobe champion. And we actually, we actually, you, you just had this post on, uh, on Instagram about your shorts for Antigua. Uh, and, and, um, I, I was just, uh, I, I just want to use this as an opportunity to jump into something that I know you do. It's a one item per month uh, challenge. Uh, and I think it's a great, great way to kind of continue having excitement and some new things in your life, but like in a more considerate way and more um, in, in a way that doesn't overwhelm you with, with just the pure volume of it. Exactly, because I think what happens a lot is that we buy things that are almost what we want because we think that the thing we want is too expensive. So it's quite yeah. often that people look at something, they see a design piece and they're like, oh, Sarah does, a, or one of the other high streets does something similar, so I'm going to buy that. And then you don't end up loving it as much as you would have loved the one piece that it, if you bought that one. So you end up buying more and more things. So I found what happens is quite often is people fall into that track of, a trap of buying lots of things in a month and not being very happy with any of it. Yeah. So they're not doing very good purchasing, but they're actually spending the same amount of money they would have if they bought the thing they wanted from the start. So mm-hmm. to make myself kind of really like start being really considerate with what I was buying, because obviously I had a new wardrobe now. I had 25% of my clothes for the first time in my life. I had enough hangers for all my clothes. Like that's never happened before. So I was like at the point, like do I buy more hangers or do I just get rid of clothes? And I'm so glad I got rid of clothes because all of a sudden, like I could see that I had a style. I had like things that like, I, I was where I was kept things that actually suited my life. Cause I think a lot of times you end up buying things that don't actually like suit your lifestyle. Like if you're constantly chasing trends, you're not actually looking at what you need as a person. So I just need very much needed something to kind of like ground me into, I'm going to have to do my due diligence on every item I buy. And if I don't, I then have to wait an entire month to get something else. So it's really made me put all my effort, the same effort I was putting into kind of like looking for things I wanted to buy, um, the same effort I then put into looking for that one thing that I actually needed in my closet because now I had actually holes to fill. So that was the one item a month. I've done it now for a bit over a year and it's actually changed my life. How do you how do you arrange your closet? Because we were talking with Bori last time, and um, f- for me, she has a m- much more minimum minimal wardrobe than I do. She essentially has all of her col- colors are black, white, and beige. There is no other color in it. Um, and for me, uh, I, I would I would guess that mine is a little bit more diverse. And I put them. I I found what works best for me is to arrange them in 
and just in outfits. So, so that it's easy for me when I open the wardrobe that I see immediately what I can wear together or like either uh, outfits or color schemes. One yeah, of it's the quite two. Nice. It's quite nice when you do it in color. So uh, my system I use is because like uh, you still have things like, you know, you kind of stuff that you need, your special occasion stuff like uh, dresses or maybe something you need for holiday and something like that. So uh, in my big wardrobe, like my regular wardrobe, I keep about everything. And what I have is actually you can see behind me, I have a rail out and this yeah. rail every about every month i'll go through and i pull out the favorites this is the stuff i want to wear this month and now it will be like maybe three or four bottoms three awesome. or four tops, some jackets and stuff and then i make outfits out of that because it's just more of like a feeling like right now i'm very like pastely and pink and beige like and then i don't feel like what now when i look at my rail i kind of know straight away what i want to wear but i also do this thing which i call like a try on party and it's the idea of like when you start with your capsule wardrobe the first thing you need to do is to kind of take stock of what's already in there and you need to then make it start working for you because you have less items so you can't pick and choose as much anymore now you can have to look at the things and you're going to have to start pairing them together and the rule is that every item you have should go with at least three outfits okay. so you take it all in the first time you do it you know get a bottle of put on some nice music it's going to take you a little while uh, but what you do this is the brilliant thing you try something on you like it or you don't like it but if you like it if the outfit works take a photo of your phone and then go on to next thing like try all try one top with every pair of trousers every skirts you have and whenever you like a, 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 a combination take a photo because it's always i find this those combinations you don't expect usually works like really 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 well so i, th I think like it's that thing of daring daring to try new combinations because it's so easy to just go oh i bought this top and it works with these trousers and you only buy and wear that uh, you only wear that top and trousers together yeah yeah but you might have like 10 other things it works with but you wouldn't know i actually have i actually have this this other problem basically i'm, I'm trying to kind of avoid now but not always no it not always works it's like i i go to to a store for example and i i find one piece that I really love like it suits me well and and then I buy it and I bring it home and it doesn't work with any of my clothes or it works with maybe one thing and then I only wear it with this one thing but then I, if, if that's the case I get bored of it so very quickly because it's only this one outfit that works works with it so um, I'm trying kind of I'm trying to learn how not to do this anymore of like buying one single item that I don't know how it going to fit with within my wardrobe uh, or then I end up changing my entire wardrobe for it like I, I need yeah. to if I buy a t-shirt that works with only certain type of things then I need to buy the other type of things which is again perpetuating the problem essentially um, so the, the way to kind of solve that is usually so you can't you can't buy an item and make it fit into your wardrobe you have to look at your wardrobe and see what item is missing Oh, I, we have a question. Okay. Uh, it's like how uh, the somebody here is asking how long did it take? Uh, how how long does it take you to take a picture with a uh, with one item and and combo so, it with with <laughs> with many others? So the first time I did it, I sent my husband and son out, and I opened a really nice bottle of wine, and I think it took me four hours to go through okay. my. Okay. So four so, hours, but that was the first time. So now, like with my shorts for example 
uh, when I bought them. So I bought a pair of uh, linen shorts uh, as my item uh, for March. And I actually filmed uh, a little IGTV. You can find it on, on, on my profile. And where I'm actually matching it to three outfits. But obviously before then, I've taken an hour to kind of try it with everything. And then I picked out my favorite three outfits. I think I ended up with a good 10 outfits out of those shorts, to be fair. But my favorite three, I then put on the IGTV to do. Uh, so that in itself takes about, I would say, per item. Because I buy one item a month. That item, I then try with everything in my wardrobe. Uh, and it takes me about an hour and then it's done. So I'm actually only investing one hour a month. Uh, into doing okay. that and then I take the photos and obviously I have the library constantly it's like I have a little folder in my phone with all my outfit photos so if I wake up in the morning like obviously now when in quarantine like we're not doing this but when you go to work you know in the morning you'll be like oh what should I wear I'll just lie in bed and I flick through my library and I go oh I want to wear that and then I just pull it out so it's, okay. it's a really nice way of streamlining your wardrobe and just also as soon as you start doing this thing where you buy what's missing um, your wardrobe start taking its own kind of shape and it starts streamlining itself. And now I'm almost at that point that I could close my eyes and take two items out. And as long as it's a top and a bottom, they almost always work together. Yeah, it's kind of, you're building a more, uh, something that is much more your style, I think, rather than just impulse by so many things that are trending now or just make you feel excited for five minutes and, and then you never wear them again. No, you're completely right. And I think what we fail sometimes at is being honest with ourselves on yeah. how much an item is going to work for us. Like I use the price per wear concept a lot. And mm. if I don't think like I'm, that means I'm spending the most money on the things I'm going to use a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, and, uh, so sorry to interrupt. I just want to say, because we, we are mentioning uh, price per wear concept, concept very frequently for the three lives that we've had now. Um, but but what it means is the essentially you take the value that you pay for a certain item and then you divide it by the number of times that you wear it right and so exactly. if you if you guys are thinking about your favorite items and the ones that you wear most frequently just think of the price that you paid for them and divide it by the times that you can estimate that you've worn them and you will see that it actually costs you like some cents uh, sense for wear because these are the items that you wear most frequently uh, and and then it, it it is all worth it so it's I, I I'm with you on that one that it's much it's much better uh, having a wardrobe or having items in your wardrobe that just excite you and you want to wear them all the time other than um, just never wearing them well never wearing them at all um, yeah, I think it almost becomes a game. At least for me, it's become a bit of a game. Sorry, I'm just plugging in my phone. I'm losing battery. Um, it almost becomes a game to make sure that you get good. Oh, just to tell you that somebody said that you look like an angel. Oh, how, are you I sure know that you don't see it because I've pinned the comment here, but <laughs> in, I, I, I'm not sure it's for me. It could also be for you. We both, yeah. we can both be angels. Thank you very much. <laughs> but, sure. Yes, I think like it once you start thinking about price per wear, like it does become like almost a like I almost sometimes buy something and I'm like, oh, I haven't worn it enough, and I'm like, oh, price per wear for this is not very good. So then I make sure that I wear it more. Yeah, it's it works you, kind of both ways. Yeah, because we, we've I think we've discussed this uh, the last time we met. Um, when you have this 
humongous wardrobe and you, you've spent like uh, so much on it. I, I think every time I declutter my wardrobe and, and I'm, I'm feeling worse and worse because I think, all right, so this is money that I spent on something and now I'm just essentially throwing them out. And not only am I throwing money out of the window, but I'm throwing it out in the wild, I guess. So where it actually pollutes nature and it already has polluted it so much. And now it just continues polluting it by the fact that somebody needs to take care of it um, and, and manage its afterlife and, you, you know, burn it, I guess, somewhere because most of it gets burned. Um, that's true. Because, I mean, it's the most sustainable thing you can ever own is the thing that's already in your closet. Like, like if we don't have to buy something new, that's the most sustainable thing there is. Like, if we Do can you use close to the end of their life absolutely and do you swap like do you swap with your friends or do you rent have you rented items? i haven't rented yet i haven't that's one i haven't done and i would like to do it and i like to try that but because like oh, everything going on this year like 2020 it's been a bit of a funny year um i haven't actually given it a go yet but i really want to try it uh but i do swap I swap a lot. I love swapping. I have a, a, a bit of a group on WhatsApp where I swap with friends. Um, we also pool. Uh, so, for example, you know, like normal kind of most normal summers, you have like lots of weddings to go to. True. Yeah. So I think all of us know, especially as women, like in, in our age, like we go to a lot of weddings and a lot of times it tends to be the same people are there. So you don't feel like you can buy like one dress and then you sort yeah. it for the weddings because you, and then you feel like you have to buy like 10 dress, if, 10 dresses if it's 10 weddings because you think that the same kind of people are going to be the there. same people. Yeah. Or you'd be in the same photos, you know, like things like that. So then you feel pressured into buying 10 dresses, which obviously is terrible and out of a sustainable point of view and price for wear usually. So what we do, we pull our wedding guest dresses so we have a whatsapp group where we all put every time we buy a new dress we put a picture up on it of it and then we literally go who needs this can i borrow this can i borrow that and these dresses just circle around it within us like all over within the group and it saves us all so much money i end up buying one dress a year for weddings not you know 10. <laughs> awesome i'm thinking uh, more about cool and conscious now though because obviously you guys are such a great platform and um, I think some of my followers have heard a little bit from me, but they don't probably know exactly what you guys do. Um, so can you can you tell a little bit more about Cool and Conscious? Sure. So we, we started Cool and Conscious as a, as a, a platform for premium sustainable fashion. So our idea was initially to build um, a platform that features uh, sustainable brands, vetted sustainable brands from around the world for also beautiful, well-designed, of high quality, because we, we found that people, when they think of sustainable fashion, most of the time they think of something that is very crafty uh, or something that is overpriced and crafty, but not necessarily something that you can be enjoying wearing or something that can fit your style. It's more of like you need to fit the sustainable style other than the other way around. So we thought there is really amazing selection of sustainable brands out there and we wanted to give them all a platform um, so that they can reach a bigger audience and a bigger market um, because at the moment most of those, those brands are really small uh, which is a pity because what they're doing and the way that they're producing and the materials that they're using are saving our planet about 75% of the negative footprint that regular fashion does. 
And so we have developed this idea. We launched in the UK in November last year. Um, and we're really, really excited to be on that market because um, actually the people are very educated. We don't need to spend long time explaining what sustainable fashion is because um, because the UK market already knows what it is and they are looking for it, which is really great. And we, we are super happy to see this shift. Um, but what we are thinking now is that we want to do, we want to go a step further and actually help those brands grow even more and do better. And so, uh, and we also want to try to close the circle and, and make this a circular, circular fashion platform. Now, this is a little bit more difficult and it's a very grand vision, I guess, uh, because it's easy to, to go for circular if you're a single brand and you have full control over your supply chain and, and, and the afterlife management. Like, for example, mud jeans in, in the Netherlands, they're doing exactly that. So you can buy jeans from them and then return it and buy new ones and they recycle every single item that they produce. Um, um, which is great, but it's hard to do it with 50 or 100 brands that are not yours. Um, but what we've decided to do is to build this ecosystem of supply chain providers. So, for example, providers of um, biodegradable packaging or different sustainable materials or eco, uh, eco dyes, for example, and give our brands access to all of those technologies and all of those um, supplies in, in a much more aggregated way so that they can actually go ahead and, and have access to it and buy it. So just to give you an example, one of the best providers of biodegradable packaging, uh, their minimum order value is 25,000 items of the same of the same size of a package, um, which is hard for any sustainable brand to do because these guys are just, most of them are not selling these numbers. Uh, but if we have 100 brands combined and they order 25,000 um, items, then that's much more manageable for the brands. And so we just want to empower our brands to be even more sustainable, to produce in, in a way that can help them scale and they can become bigger businesses. And this is important not only for the brands and not only for them to grow and earn money, but it's important for us as a customer because a bigger business or a business that is scaled, at scale, it can provide better convenience for the customer. And I think right now, one of the biggest issues for sustainable fashion is that people are looking for it. They want to go and find. They always say, oh, I don't know where to start, which is the reason why we started Coin Conscious, because now they can start with us. We have a great selection of sustainable brands that we vet uh, initially. And so we know that all of them are produced in the right way. We care for the planet. Um, but it's also but that then, thing, I think, as a customer, like, you're also worried about greenwashing, uh, especially yeah, if you're new. Like, I always see it as a journey, like, you start somewhere here in fast fashion, and then you're here, it's kind of, like, going into almost, like, carbon negative. Yeah. Uh, and there's brands all the way from here to here. But in the beginning, when you don't really know what to look for, it's really hard to know if you're buying into someone that's greenwashing or if you're buying in someone who's here in the process, or if you're buying something that's here in the process, or why something more expensive, you know, if you don't understand what they're doing for the environment and why might they might cost a little bit more for that. Like there's, I think having everything in one place and have it explained to you in, in kind of under one roof, uh, as, a, as a customer, it makes life so much easier to, to be more sustainable uh, living yeah, in general. So I think it's such a great concept. Thank you. I, I, I thank you so much for saying this. And I, uh, this is one of the reasons, as you said, that our 
we see our strength in, in just um, helping the customer make make it make sustainability just an easier choice for them so that it's exactly as easy as going online and buying some regular t-shirt then you can go online and buy a sustainably produced t-shirt and feel great about about your action and what we've built recently is this um impact score um, if you go on the marketplace you can see on every item that we sell um, we are calculating exactly the water savings and the co2 savings for each item and i think this is great uh, from a customer point of view at least i would love it as a customer because it it educates me and it just it's not so much of um, it's the idea is, is not so much to give you some valuable information where it's just to make you um, aware of how much resources go into the sing production of a single item. And then we, we really believe that once people have the right information and they start thinking about it and they start, start focusing on it, then they really feel empowered at some point and they change their mind. As I, I think we discussed this when we met, but, but our idea and our vision is not to not to punish customers for buying sustainable fashion or make them feel bad because they're buying another type of thing that is not sustainably produced it's more of educating and giving power in their hands because everybody wants to live in a good place in a planet that's clean uh, with air that you can breathe with water that you can drink there is not a single person that doesn't want that for themselves the question is how you can how you can make it happen and it's not that habits don't change through punishment it's a little bit like the diet thing right like every time you say oh i'm gonna go on this diet and now i'm not i'm not eating anything for two days and then you go and and you empty the refrigerator because after two days of not eating that's what you need to do right and, and this is exactly this. it's a shame yeah, isn't it it's i think a lot of lot of um sustainable the the Sometimes where we go wrong within the sustainable sphere is that we shame people that are not 100% sustainable. The problem is that no one can ever be perfect. And if yeah, you start actually, shaming people, then they give up. They're like, well, actually, I'm not going to be sustainable then. Screw it. I'm just going to go back to buying whatever I bought before. And yeah. I think it's like taking people through the journey. Like, you have to cultivate an interest. I think if you have something, if you've got that little seed that someone buys something that they really like and just happens to be sustainable next time they go okay you know what i really like that brand i'm gonna go in there again and next time they go in there again they might learn something else and they're like oh actually that kind of makes sense i'm gonna go and look for something similar and then you know you, you take them with you on this kind of journey Absolutely. you start up here people are gonna be like well i don't really even understand what this is like like it's too much I'm, okay i'm just gonna go back to you what i'm used to so yes. i think like, as soon as you give people that little seed of interest and they start developing on it it's like it's such it's it's just such a beautiful way of creating like the, the kind of full interest in in on the journey and i think you guys are so good at doing this because you're not pushing it you're just giving the information there for the whoever needs it but also you could just go on cool and conscious and look at it as if it was just like any regular website because the clothes speaks for themselves like the designs are good the qualities are good like like it, it's something you shouldn't have to be a trade-off sustainable or trendy not trendy but like stylish like yeah. you shouldn't feel like okay if i have to be sustainable i have to have a particular style or can't exactly wear my point yeah exactly my point you don't have to be 
necessarily what the sustainability the sustainable sustainable fashion needs to cover all the styles right like offer you regardless of what style your style is you need to find an alternative in, in the sustainable fashion and and just thinking about it we we've discussed in previous previous lives is that all the brands and all producers out there are going towards more sustainable supply chain and a more sustainable way of producing things but it's just going to take a while right it's not going to happen from today to tomorrow um there we have actually a question here that's for you and somebody's asking how long did it take you to get where you are today from from 100 items from where i was you know what one yeah so i all in all going from like a full on shopaholic till today it's been about uh three and a half years but one of those years was me being kind of pregnant and starting to kind of revalue i think when you're pregnant you start in general you just start revaluing a lot of things in your life and that's when i kind of went from obviously i couldn't shop the way i wanted to like my shopaholicness had to take a little bit of a break uh, because obviously i wasn't dressing for my regular body but then it was the full on has been since ace was yes but yes so when he was 6 months that's when i kind of felt like i could start and that's when i did my big my big clean out was about 2 years now yeah, so yeah. it's it's that long i mean it's going to be a different process for different people i think we have to just be really kind with ourselves like not everyone feels that strongly straight away like for me it was literally from a day almost like a day to day shift in that way yeah. fine it was 9 months of pregnancy in between but it was very much like it wasn't like i thought about that i wanted to do it for a long time once it hit me it hit me and i did it so i think you can do it really quickly as well can it depends on how much of a shopaholic you are and why you shop because shopping can be very emotional so if you're shopping it is a lot whole you know then it, it, it is isn't it isn't it, it always isn't it always so emotional like it is almost like Mm, exactly as you say like you're feeling a hole and then you need to kind of figure out why you're doing this it's it's the same it's a, it's like a habit i guess like it's the same thing that you this the same way you change a different type of habit um or like an eating disorder if you wish it's it's something that requires a little bit of work on the inside that you kind of try to figure out what's the reason what's the motivation behind and why are you doing this and then it changes but guys number one thing that you need to keep in mind how to go from a shopaholic to a capsule wardrobe is maybe to get pregnant i think <laughs> get pregnant exactly that's the one so <laughs> get pregnant i mean it would be it's a lot of like when you get pregnant you start to think about a lot of things and you start to think about the environment and, and what kind of environment are you bringing your child to it kind of makes you think about so many other things so consider it catalyst it will be a catalyst because you change so much in your life it's such a big change but i think that you don't have to get pregnant or be pregnant for it to happen i think it's just you need to take that uh, you need to make a decision like you need to just make a decision from now on doing something different and i found it was really interesting cuz i was doing my one item a month all of last year and i was telling my followers like people that follow me like follow me come come with me do it with me and i noticed mm-hmm. that i got a few people joining during the year but then january this year was what people just sending me dms come i'm going to join i'm going to join i'm going to join cuz it's a natural break it's a process that thing of like yeah it was from december like knowing going into new year people were like okay now i'm going to join you so it took them a year to kind of get to the point where they're like well this is this is a new start i need so sometimes yeah. you just need that little push of a new start somehow it could be anything it could be a new job it could be being pregnant it can be a new year 
I mean, it could be a new month if you fancy it, but like just, and then putting down some kind of little kind of boundaries for yourself because it's so easy because, you know, they call it retail ter therapy for a reason. You know, you feel yeah. good. It's, it's, you know, it makes you feel good. And also uh, shopping makes you feel good. Hunting down, you know, perfect items make you actually feel good because, you know, the chemistry in your brain. And especially if you're doing it on a regular basis. So you have to like literally break the habit. Or you, what I did lots of is just, I kept on browsing and then filling up baskets with things. And then not allowing, that was like the first two months. I oh, I've done this, I've done this as well, yeah. I have this, exactly this, the same, the same therapy. They're like, I feel the basket, but I never, I never buy it. I'm just... <laughs> But I'm collecting like, all these items, browse, and like I'm relaxing a little bit. But then um, I realize that I don't really need this, and so I never. Yeah. Now when I choose something, like when I choose something now for April, for example, I'm going to go in my wardrobe and I go, what do I need? Like what? What if I add this to it? It's going to make my wardrobe work harder for me this summer. Uh, well, we we do have some connection issue because I I test froze. All right, so I'm just going to wrap up. I think it's it's really a process of uh, of uh, building a capsule wardrobe. For me, it was a an interesting process because I literally had access to thousands of items and the brand new items and all the brands and all the new collections. I would have them probably six months ahead. So for some reason, I thought that I really needed all of it. I I wanted to buy all of these things and have them and and I don't know what because I never wore them <laughs> but um, at some point uh, it was really a process because at, at some point I kind of started evaluating my life it not only from a fashion point of view but just generally what what made me fulfilled and what was important for me and what wasn't um, and I guess cleaning up my wardrobe was part of a bigger process of cleaning up my life of things that I no longer needed of models that I no longer needed to be around and of people that I no longer needed to be around me and so it's a it's a process that may took me I think it's still going on obviously because it's a work in progress but I guess the bigger cleanup took me about three years maybe two or three years uh, and for the wardrobe I guess it's a realization of something that every each one of you uh, of us knows and it's like when you open your wardrobe you have nothing to wear ever like you open it and you have maybe um like 20 30 40 100 pieces in it and it's never enough there's never something that fits your mood right now and this is what happened to me so i i would open this wardrobe and i would think all right so the last month i've spent a couple thousand uh on something that I would never wear. It just sits there dusting and then I'm going to throw it away. I've done the process of throwing things away or giving it away or um, gifting it to friends or posting it in different groups on Facebook and whatever other social media. If any of you has any comments or questions about building a capsule wardrobe, uh, feel free to DM Tess. I hope you if you don't see the comments, just follow her on Instagram and DM her. She has really great advice and she has done a great job of keeping a capsule wardrobe much more than any of us. And it was so, so great to have her here. Um, it's one of those people that you meet and they kind of change your life in a way. It's um, She's just so 
pure in her intentions and the way that she thinks about about the things that she does it's not from commercial point of view or from an external kind of drive it's something that is built within her and you can genuinely feel it and see it so it's it's really amazing to to talk to her every time um and i feel very very empowered and blessed thank you guys for watching this live we'll be live again next week on wednesday and friday and we'll let you know immediately uh when we know who's going to be live with us i think for next week we have a company called taylor and hart uh who are a diamond ring um company and they're building um some some great great jewelry uh in the old-fashioned um custom way uh and we are going to talk about sustainable production of diamonds so make sure to to fill in if you think of some guests that you'd like to see with us also dm us and we would love to have them on board thank you so much and see you soon ciao